This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Tech Talk. Now, um, as we know, going for a regular medical checkup is, you know, it, it's a crucial way to sustain our health yet many people fail to do so. The same can be said for cybersecurity of our companies and businesses. And did you know, on average, roughly 31 cases of cybercrime, such as fraud, data breaches, and hacking happen every day in Malaysia, resulting in the nation losing around 560 million ringgit to unprotected cyber systems last year. Now, in fact, around 87% of companies based in Malaysia suffered from at least one or more, uh, one or more malignant cyber-related incidents last year alone. Now, with me right now, I have Mr. Pang Yin. He is the Chief Technology Officer from uh, the CTO from the SRKK Group. Now, they were founded in 1997, and they're a leading end-to-end digital transformation consultancy firm uh, with presence here in Malaysia, Singapore, the Philippines, and the UK. So, Mr. Pang, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard, for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, as I mentioned um, at the beginning of the show there, uh, and this is something that we talk about quite a lot here on BFM and in in particular on Enterprise. Tell me, um, from SRKK's point of view, what is the importance of implementing cybersecurity in companies from where you guys stand? That's a great question, Richard. Um, The importance of cybersecurity from our point of view comes in three areas. Number one, uh, it is important to uh, make sure that cybersecurity is present in every company because uh, if uh, there's any any unwanted incidents, uh, it may lead to loss of reputation or loss of customer confidence in that organization. Number two, uh, if the organization is in a heavily regulated industry such as the financial sector, uh, you know, any cybersecurity incident means they are liable from a legal perspective for uh, you know, a breach of compliance. So again, uh, that also leads back to point one where loss of confidence from the customers as well. Mm. And uh, another area that uh, we think that uh, cybersecurity pay importance is to make sure that customer continues to have confidence in the company and continues to invest in the company because there are many cases where we have read or, or, or heard of that, uh, you know, due to uh, cybersecurity incidents, companies just wind up overnight and, you know, that's pretty much loss of all investments in the company. Yeah. What do you think then um, are some of the common misconceptions of companies about cybersecurity and its root causes? Another, another interesting question, Richard. So many companies feel that, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, they're they not big enough to be a target of cybersecurity attacks. But I think this right. is purely untrue because today it is not a matter of if you will get attacked. It is a matter of when you will get attacked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, many times, uh, you know, when, when companies underestimate uh, you know, such, uh, you know, um, cyber attacks, again, this leads back to 
what I shared earlier about, you know, the loss of reputation, loss of customer confidence, loss of investment, breach of compliance. Number two, uh, when it comes to another misconceptions, many people feel that moving to cloud, it's the answer to all security problems. That's, mm-hmm. that's absolutely not true. While the cloud provides a lot of security capabilities, but you know, it is up to the organization to leverage on those security capabilities to make sure that their organization is secure, right? Mm. Uh, mm. It doesn't mean that uh, just because the cloud provider provides uh, you know, all this uh, security, the company is automatically protected. They must right. have uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, I, I believe in you know, having the right people to leverage on the technology, using the right process, uh, to fully leverage on the capabilities of the security from the cloud. Last but not you, least. Sorry, please carry on. Yeah. Last but not least, there also some misconception about cybersecurity being expensive and complex. Well, mm-hmm. generally, uh, most, uh, this is probably true if you're looking at, you know, getting the best of breed, you know, from different vendors, you know, that provides different solutions in, in their particular area of expertise. But uh, our study has shown that companies who go with a single vendor solution stands to save perhaps up to 60%, you know, uh, go, uh, you know compared to going with best of breed. Mm-mm. Do you think you'd be able to talk to me a little bit about um, how COVID-19 has changed things? Now, I, I say that because... Obviously, there's a lot of people uh, choosing to work from home. Uh, and in fact, right. well, not choosing to work from home, but, you know, being being told to work from home. And I'm not just talking about individuals. You know, I'm talking about people from almost every single different sector. We're talking about banking, manufacturing, uh, whether it's retail, online. Um, how have things changed that? And do you think part of that problem is that people were just not aware of how dangerous working from home could be if you weren't uh, protected correctly? Uh, I think that that's a, a again another misconception. Uh, basically, uh, you know, with the last two years of having the COVID nineteen pandemic, yes, it is true that many companies has uh, you know uh, got most of their staff or employees you know working from home, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, because of uh, many users uh, using their own personal devices to access company uh, uh, company information. Uh, Tends to to give the uh, you know the the pretense that uh, you know this is a potential cybersecurity hazard, and if the organization has invested in the right uh, capabilities, so in this example, I like to share about the zero trust model. So the yeah. zero trust model is about trust nothing, validate everything. Yeah. yeah. So if if an organization is well prepared ahead. Uh, you know, with on this zero trust model framework, it means that you know they are always ready to tackle on some of this uh, you know work from home issues. You know, when their employees or staff bring in uh, you know new devices, it could be their own personal devices. It could they could be signing, they could be accessing the company information from various locations. So uh, the the organization you know can really. Uh, put some proactive measures through the zero trust framework in order to help better safeguard uh, their security. But mm. having said that, cybersecurity is also a multi-layered uh, strategy. 
Mm-hmm. Having just a zero trust model may not be sufficient. Uh, again, another fundamental strategy that we advise customers to look into is data residency. So that means, as I mentioned before, it's not a matter of if you get attacked, it's a matter of when you get attacked. And if you get attacked, which you will eventually, it means that you need to have some way to minimize the impact. And right. having the right data residency strategy is absolute key to minimizing that impact. Mm-hmm. Now, just before we go to a quick break here, um, let talk to me about the... Uh, uh, th- this is something that we read about a lot, uh, especially mm-hmm. here in Malaysia. We're hearing a lot about uh, data leaks recently, um, earlier this year uh, and late last year as well. What are the, the highest types of cyber attacks here in Malaysia and what kind of impact do they have on our digital transformation growth? Uh, so um, some of the most common cyber attacks that uh, is experienced here in Malaysia would uh, be, number one, phishing attacks. So this is where... Uh, you know the uh, the victim receives a uh, a email or some sort of a message uh, impersonating you know the 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 sender and implying yep. that you know certain action needs to be taken uh, you know as part of the the message in in the email. Uh, another uh, common form of uh, cyber attacks would be ransomware. So ransomware, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it happens when uh, the victim. Uh, accidentally uh, receives or downloads an attachment uh, that has the uh, payload, the ransomware payload, and when activated, and it starts uh, sort of encrypting all the uh, data content of the victim. And mm-hmm. the third uh, common cyber uh, attack would be if uh, when organization or the users has pretty weak passwords on their accounts, so the cyber criminal would uh, have... Uh, Attacks, you know, brute force attacks to crack the passwords of those accounts, and right. ultimately uh, it leads to access to the account, and thereby uh, allowing the cyber criminal to gain access to the uh, wanted data. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I keep reminding my colleagues, you know, to not have a password of password or one two three four. That's right. <laughs> it's, That's right. They're more common than you'd think, right? They are more common, and uh, today uh, technology has uh, has ways to help. Uh, overcome some most of these attacks. Say, for example, uh, if for cust- uh, for users who still love to use password, be it it's, could be somewhat weak. Uh, of mm. course, we always recommend a strong, uh, complex password wherever possible. But who can remember, uh, you know, uh, long and mm. complicated passwords? So, uh, you know, you can take a, a step, uh, you know, in uh, implementing two-factor authentication, just like, for example, the. Uh, the SMS that you receive when doing a banking transaction. Right, so right, right. Every time, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, someone tries to uh, manage to guess the password, you know, if the cyber criminal managed to guess the password of the account, he or she still needs to get past the second layer of authentication. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've seen that, uh, you know, up to 90% of uh, this type of brute force attacks can be prevented or remediated through two-factor authentication. And it's it's simple to implement too. It doesn't take much, you know, brain power to implement uh, two-factor authentication. That's okay, um, uh, let's take a short break here, uh, Pang. Uh, 
Folks, you're tuned in to Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9. I'm on the phone with Pang Wai Yin. He is the CTO of uh, SRKK Group. They're a leading end-to-end digital transformation consultancy firm with established presences in Malaysia, Singapore, the Philippines, and the UK. They've helped thousands of businesses unlock their full business potential uh, using efficient use of best-in-class modern technology. More on that uh, very shortly when we come back after these messages here on BFM. 89.9. Begin Fun Moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm speaking with Pang Wai Yin. He is the Chief Technology Officer at the SRKK Group. They are highly focused on seven key digital transformation areas. IT managed services, cloud adoption, data analytics, business productivity, security consulting, hardware solutions, and product distribution. Uh, Welcome back, Pang Wai Yin. Now, um, just before the break, we were talking about, you know, the importance of implementing cybersecurity in, in companies. And I briefly spoke to you about how we've seen multiple data breaches here in, in Malaysia. Um, now, I don't want to kind of sit you on the fence, but why do you think we, we keep seeing them happening here in Malaysia? You know, or we hear, we hear them about them more often. Why do you think that is? I think uh, that all these uh, multiple temperatures we keep hearing about and reoccurring, I mm. truly believe that the reason why it's it's happening again and again is because uh, no one party is claiming ownership of the issue. Right. So while um, while we can see that there are you know several government agencies that are tasked to make sure uh, that you know uh, privacy and data protection are in place, but again they are just you know regulators and policy makers. Mm. I truly believe that. The accountability and the responsibility for any data breach should be on the organization that in which the data breach occurred. So that means right. that you know, uh, again, coming back to what I shared earlier in the in the earlier part, uh, you know, organization needs to make sure that they practice cybersecurity best practices to ensure mm-hmm. that you know they they keep their customer confidence and you know to make sure that. Uh, they can still continue to operate without with minimal disruptions should such an attack happen. Right, right. Now, I, I know that you guys are partnering with Microsoft to help other business owners understand and to help implement cybersecurity w- with uh, software. Um, how has this solution to help solve cybercrime and, and threat here in Malaysia and to help boost the economy? Great question, Richard. So SRKK has partnered with Microsoft to help our customers and you know, organizations in Malaysia in general to, to adopt the cloud. As I mentioned before, uh, having a single vendor solution can potentially save, uh, has potential savings you know, compared to going with multiple vendors. So today, yeah. Microsoft is a very strong uh, player in not just the productivity, but also the security space. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this uh, where we work side by side with Microsoft to educate our customers on you know the solutions benefits. We conduct workshops, you know, regular workshops with customers to to show them the latest and greatest and what's happening out there on the cybersecurity threat landscape. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Uh, we, we do uh, assessments uh, with customers to help them understand you know, their gaps in their security. Uh, again, many customers feel that they already are well protected, but uh, truly there's no 100% security you know, anywhere. It's just mm. a matter of, again, as the cybersecurity landscape evolves, you know, uh, new threats appear, again, uh, you know, you're just playing a cat and mouse game with, with the uh, cyber criminals. Right. And it's a case of one head pops up and you whack that one. It's like whack-a-mole. You know, something pops right. up, you whack it on the head, and something else pops up a little bit later on. That's right. So organization needs to stay vigilant at all times, making sure that, you know, they keep abreast with, you know, the latest happenings. Uh, mm-hmm. Although they can't adopt the latest technologies, but as long as they know that the threats are out there, they could look at workarounds or other alternatives. Because I truly believe, we truly believe that uh, it's not cybersecurity is just not about technology alone. Right? Yeah. There's also people involved, yeah. right? And yeah. security, it's it's as weakest, you know. I mean, it's uh, security is weakest as its uh, at its uh, weakest chain. And in most cases, if humans involved. Uh, sometimes people without the right knowledge makes the wrong decision, resulting yeah, in yeah. a cyber, cyber incident. It, it's the person in the chair rather than the, the machine making the wrong decisions, correct? Correct, yes. <laughs> okay. Now, over the last um, few weeks, few months, I've been speaking to a lot of people about IoT. Um, you know, and, and IoT is a great thing, and I, I love the idea of it and how it can be utilized and how it can collect data and we can use that data for you know, all kinds of wonderful things, uh, predictions and, and whatever. But from what I understand, the, a lot of the software that drives these uh, IoT devices and the way in which that data is then uh, sent from one place to another it is, is notoriously uh, unsecure. Um, not everything, but some of it. Is there a way or how can that data be kept more safe? Because I know there are companies out there right now that really want to start utilizing IoT uh, much more heavily. Hmm. Hmm. That's right. Uh, great question, uh, Richard. So uh, IoT uh, is uh, not really new. I think uh, it's been there you know, uh, you know, for, for, for quite a number of years, especially yeah. both from very simple data collecting devices, as what you mentioned. So from this simple data collection devices, it's, it was designed at a, at a time when, you know, cybersecurity wasn't really a very big thing yet, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, fast forward to today, I think companies, when they want, if they want to go into IoT, I think they need to start looking at, you know, getting a proper design, you know, using those IoT devices. And when mm-hmm. you mean design, it means that, you know, you got to know the actual device that, you know, you're putting there, whether... Is it a legacy or a, a more uh, you know older device versus a more modern IoT? So modern IoT devices today uh, they do incorporate quite a fair bit of security capabilities. You know, uh, from a modern perspective, they can support you know the the two-factor authentication I talked about. They do have other built-in security capabilities to make sure that uh, you know they are aligned with some of the solutions out there that do provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, security monitoring those devices, mm-hmm. right? And from a traditional network perspective, uh, having, you know, uh, segments in your network design to make sure that should anything ha- goes wrong in terms of a breach in, 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 in the IoT device itself, 
it can be somewhat quarantined or isolated from the rest of the other IoT devices in the entire network chain. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, having the right design from the beginning, you know, using these IoT devices would be instrumental in making sure that uh, the data that is collected remains safe. And with the modern uh, uh, solutions that the modern device, IoT devices offer, you can apply encryption to make sure that the data re- remains safe, guarded. And you know, any, any unauthorized access to the network can be monitored as well. Okay, I've got one last question for you sure. just before I let you go. You guys have been around since 1997. Um, you, you've seen how things have changed. You've seen how secure, uh, cybersecurity has ramped up. What do you have um, lined up right now? And what are the future initiatives for SRKK? Great question, Richard. Uh, so uh, for us, again, uh, we've really made a decision 10 years ago to help our customers adopt the cloud. And we think that you know, adopting the cloud also brings the benefits of cybersecurity you know, as a as an additional you know, integrated benefit, as I mentioned, that you don't have to really invest you know, separately you know, for cybersecurity versus other IT solutions. So the cloud does provide you know, the best of many worlds, including cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And uh, to that effect, you know, uh, on an annual basis, SRKK, we do hold uh, multiple uh, workshops, multiple events, and even coming up this October, we do have our major uh, conference summit called Transform 2023, uh, so it's a continuation of last year's uh, Transform 2022, where we you know, bring all the industry experts right, from different technology uh, partners that we work with to share you know, what's happening in the cybersecurity landscape, what's happening on the big data landscape, or you know, uh, the cloud trends. So all the, all the major IT trends that is you know, hot in the market right now, we do bring together all the uh, you know, the industry experts, you know, to share their views and thoughts to, you know, our existing customers and any, any customer, any business that's interested to learn more, mm. right? And we hope that uh, through this sort of efforts, you know, to educate our, our customers and, you know, future customers, we hope that uh, the, uh, the businesses here in Malaysia will take a more, uh, a better, a better readiness to cybersecurity. Right, right, and, right. yeah. Uh, it's important that uh, businesses can continue to be uh, productive, you know, even though this, they, they uh, you know, suffered a, an incident and with the right solutions, you know, they can be back on their feet uh, in no time and, you know, uh, and still continue working as, as usual. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Mr. Pang Wai Yin. Thank you, Richard. Folks, I've been on the phone, as you just heard right now, with Pang Wai Yin. He is the CTO, the Chief Technology Officer for the SRKK Group. If you did miss any part of the show, don't forget you can download it wherever you normally get it from. I recommend the BFM app. That's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. We've been speaking about this because we know that regular medical checkups are a crucial way to sustain our health. A lot of people don't do that. The same can be said, of course, uh, for cybersecurity or companies and businesses. Make sure you do get your cybersecurity health checked up on. Now, I have to take a short break, but of course, there'll be more coming up after these messages here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast 
from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.